School sports, we're talking about it now on the Prep Spotlight, featuring WNSP's Pigskin Pete and color analyst Brian Gennard. An hour of all prep sports on 105.5 FM, online at WNSP.com, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The Prep Spotlight, brought to you by Edward Jones Investments. Now, here are Brian Gennard and Pigskin Pete. Sports Radio, WNSP, and high school football, basketball, baseball, softball. We do it every week right here on the Prep Spotlight, looking at high school sports. Brian Gennard sitting in the studio along with Michael Bronner on Big Skin Peak. Great to have you along. Good show lined up. We've got some good guests. In fact, another football coach has been hired. And did we talk about this last week? I think he just got hired over at Cottage Hill with Bobby Paris leaving and Stacy Luker, well-known across the state. And, Brian, this is just a na- another name that's added to this great coaching on the Gulf Coast of high school football. He's going to join us at the bottom of the hour talking about his uh, new position over there at Cottage Hill. You know the Warriors. Boy, they have to be excited about that. Yeah, they, they, they really should be. I mean, that's a great hire for them. I'm excited to see what he brings to this area. Uh, you know, and when you asked me if we talked about it last week, this is like old home week. I don't think we've all been in, this, in the same spot for about three or four weeks. So first time we've all kind of been together because yeah. we've all been traveling a little bit. You were gone last stuff. week. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to remember the day last week it was announced. It seemed like it would just – I think we did get it. I think it was a week ago about right now when it was announced. Didn't have time to get them on, but I'm excited to talk to them. And then the next segment, Brian, we're going to talk a little Daphne. Yeah, we'll talk a little Daphne soccer, former uh, 7A – or I guess reigning 7A uh, state soccer champions and uh, uh, coach Heath Burt will join us talk a little bit rankings came out this week that Daphne team uh, holding their own again and um, and they are are sitting uh, ranked sixth this year uh, having a really really good year so excited to catch up and like you said that's the one thing I love about this show is, is especially since we expanded and we, we you know, kind of keep it going until the end of baseball and soccer season, it gives us the opportunity. Uh, we've had golf coaches on this year. We've had uh, – now we'll have soccer and baseball and softball. Um, so it's, it's, it's fun to catch up with all those folks and get to recognize some, some different athletes that, uh, you know, we talk a lot about football and a lot about recruiting, but we'll get some different names out and talk about some different kids. And, and I don't know if you saw this as well, but um, not only did the basketball uh, all-state list come out, but the coastal list came out as well. And, boy, we, we were represented well at the state level. And really, uh, it's good to see all these names uh, for these uh, young athletes that are on our, our all-coastal team as well. The basketball? Yes, it's the basketball. Yeah, and we had good representation throughout the uh, uh, state. We're going to just mention some of these players, both on the boys' and girls' side, as we talk about the uh, basketball. And I know the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament is uh, happening this weekend, and we'll be, we'll be down, gosh, Brian, by the time we get through Sunday, we're going to be down to the Final Four, and I think Michael Bronner, he has a perfect bracket at this point. You're undefeated. Is, are you that one person that's only lost one or two games there, Michael? Yeah, I mean, if if, if you <laughs> see on ESPN, you know, there's one guy who stands to make a billion dollars, and... Uh, you're looking at him, so okay. so we'll see if we can keep that going. Hey, so you do have three out of the final. I think all three of us have three out of the final four teams left. I do. Who are your three, Michael? Uh, I have Alabama. I have Texas and UCLA. 
don't feel so good about the Texas one. Okay. Uh, Why not? Texas is playing pretty good ball. They are, but I, I Houston's a little bit better than I thought. I, oh. I kind of thought Houston was going to lose to Auburn, and uh, y'all had to mess that up for me. But, no, that was okay. I got to see well, Auburn just, lose in person. You could have stopped watching halftime. Felt pretty good about it. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I, good thing I kept watching because I, cause I uh, you know, I happened to see a really good half of basketball. I picked Houston there. Uh, not a big surprise. They they advanced to the Sweet Six. Who are your final three out of four there, Brian? Uh, it really probably doesn't matter because there's 26 people in the bracket that we're in. I'm 25th. But I do have <laughs> Alabama, Houston, and Gonzaga uh. left. Uh, Duke, the only one that has, uh, has eluded me. Okay. All right. And uh, I so also we'll had Duke, Brian. Thank you. I'm glad you somebody else was with me. Y'all had Duke? Wow. The way their bracket set I thought their bracket <laughs> set up really well good. for them, They were them, playing well. Yeah, they won the ACC tournament. I didn't ACC think Tennessee tournament. was going to smoke them like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have uh, three out of the four, and I have Texas. There you go, Bronner. Uh, Gonzaga playing in one side of the bracket, and I have Gonzaga making it to the state. Uh, state. I mean, the national championship game, and Alabama in the final four. I have them against uh, one of the, t- the team that's out, Purdue. Gonzaga would have had a pick. tough time in 6A this year. And so you know what I what did you say? <laughs> what what I said did Gonzaga would have had a tough time in six A this year? Wow! You know I got it for a national championship. You gonna talk to me in a week? You have Gonzaga for the national? Oh yeah, team? really? Beating who? Zags. I have them. Uh, well, you don't want to know that. This is the, I, I have, do want to. Know I had that. Alabama and Purdue going head to head in the final four, and I had Purdue well, and I'll Gonzaga play. Gonzaga, I, if I if Gonzaga plays Alabama, Alabama ain't losing a second time to Gonzaga. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, Bronner. I I, 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 th- I love think, that match. Yeah, in the yeah I, you know, I, I think he just Timmy. He's just all. He got a little cloudy when you're making your picks. I got three out of four, and I'm in fourth place. What place I you know, in, Brian? Well, I, I'm in 25th, okay. but I don't have Gonzaga winning it. <laughs> My Gonzaga's still alive. They're still playing. There are a lot of teams can win this thing. I'll say this: I heard, I saw a stat. I know we get to high school, but I saw a stat. I feel bad about picking Purdue. I'm like, what a you know how you pick it, and you're like later you go, that's a terrible pick. So I saw a stat that never has a team. They're like 0 and 12. Um, they're, they're terrible record. If a team was not ranked before the season started, and they are one and two seed at when the tournament gets here, they're like 0 and 50. I mean, they're terrible. Purdue and Purdue unranked? is one of those teams that were unranked. They were they were not even ranked before the year started. So after I heard that stat and I made my pick, I'm like, well, no. what's what's the change we remember that stat when we're making our picks next year? Zero. Zero point zero. Uh, I'll, so I'll, remember. I'll remember that. I'll, rem- actually. I'll remind y'all. I'll remember that because that's a bad pick. Uh, if, so let me if ask Gonzaga you this: Gonzaga wins a chance championship. Y'all talk to me. Okay. Who, right. then the next question would be: uh, Are you going back and looking at every top two seed to see if they were ranked before the season starts when you're making your picks? That's not hard to do. There's, well, I know, but I, like I won't remember 18. what you just told me. I, I'll oh. forget before we end the show. <laughs> just make sure they were ranked, Brian. <laughs> okay. You can just say roll Todd and I move on. It. It's all right. <laughs> okay. But I'll say I'll, – I, I, I keep giving stats. I'll say one more thing real quick that Alabama fits in that's good for Alabama fans to hear. Good to know. Is that it's like uh, the last 17 national championships, 16 out of the 17, the team has – their offense and defense on the basketball side has been ranked at the top 20 nationally. On defense and offense. Ken Palm. And uh, it's Ken Palm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a stat that's a really great stat. And so there's like four teams left right now, Good Zaga's one, that has that stat at the top 20 ranked. So didn't you say in an earlier segment in your uh, Tide and Tiger report that uh, 
Uh, San Diego State won the other ones. That San Diego one? State is ranked in the uh -oh. is like fifth defensively, but no, they're like sixty something uh, offensively. Okay, good. Okay, okay, yeah. All right, y'all talk high school now. Yeah, let's talk about high school. Well, um, hey, listen, everybody, we were talking about at one point, they were all in high school, <laughs> right? So kind of blends in, and we could have Darius Phelan over at Baker as talking, you know, as a as a preview. He's um, God. He, I just saw the awards he got picked up, Brian. Let's talk about some of the awards. As, um, I mean. The, Early last, I guess last week, he was named the Max Preps Alabama Player of the Year, then the Gatorade Alabama Player of the Year, and the Baker. He's still got another year at Baker to shine over there, and he is really, you know, it's an Auburn commit. So uh, this is a player to watch out for. Um, several of them, but a lot of players got honored in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he, he's so much fun to watch. And, and everything that I, you talk to Coach David Armstrong is as much fun as he is to watch and, and what a great player he is. He's supposedly just as, as nice of a young man as, as he is a good player. And so that's going to be exciting. And I know they released the names, and he's in the top for the Alabama State Player of the Year as well. Be shocked if, if he doesn't bring home that honor. You think he'll, he's a leader this year? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. From everything that I've heard about him, he just, you know, he. he Would that he, be something with Ryan Williams winning football and Phylon bringing on the basketball? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and you look at the names. I mean, you go across the coastal, the all coastal teams and, and even the state. And, uh, I mean, they're, um, you know, they're folks that uh, uh, a lot of younger underclassmen who are, who are making noise and, and, I mean, if you just go down and start looking at the list, the sophomores, I mean, there's a lot of seniors on those lists too, but the sophomores and juniors that are represented and even out in um, – at uh, um, I'm going to find her name here in just a second, but the young lady that's out at um, Alma Bryant that's uh, that's um, playing for them, she's only a freshman, but she was third-team All-State already and, and doing a great job out there for uh, the Lady Hurricanes. Um, the By the way, the – Mr. Basketball and Miss Basketball, that's announced early April is when they're going to put that out, and we'll be hoping that our, some local players are represented there. Um, Brian, some that stood out to me on the boys' side, Bennett Russ and Devin McCain over at McGill. With McGill's big run this year on the boys' side, in Cottage Hill, they're going to be missing these players, Tyler Thomas, Trent Thomas. They're going to actually be playing football, but their basketball program over at Cottage Hill was definitely increased – with a lot of great talent, with these two guys there, um, select to the boys' all-state team, and uh, these players are going to be missed because there's some good ones leaving us this year, headed on up. Yeah, there really are. And but th then I go back, and like I said, uh, I finally found that name, Maddie Marie Grayson. She's the freshman that's a second-team all-state, so not just coastal, but all-state. And uh, and so you had some really good players um, on the the women's side as well that really represent the state. Uh, second team, uh, Jessany Dixon out of Foley. Uh, she was a senior. And then also um, the young lady out at, uh, at Theodore, first team, Jasmine Bingham. Man, that's a name. And, and that that Theodore team just, just keeps getting – seems like they keep getting better every year. But Jasmine has another year out there, and they're looking for really big things for her next year as well. On the 5A side, Kelly Hunter. Uh, Kellen was a great player, second team listed on All-State with Faith Academy, along with Ella Vallis of St. Paul's. Then in the uh, uh, 4A second team, Noel Freeman, UMS Wright. Got another left uh, year left for Noel, so uh, going to 
see a girl there come back and play next year. And on the boys all state, we mentioned uh, Fireline over at Baker. has got another year left. And Spence Sims, Fairhope. Fairhope's always got a pretty good program down there. He's yeah, on the third team, by the boy, way. Boy, and Spence Sims, fun to watch, too. That And he's only a junior, so he's got another year to come back as well. So you'll see that that uh, LeBaron-Spence Sims matchup again next year, which was fun to, to watch this year. Yeah. All right. Big show lined up. Don't forget Stacy Luker, new coach, Cottage Hill, taking over that program what a history he has with the high school coaching. First, though, we're going to talk a little soccer. Turn our attention to that and talk some Daphne soccer when we come back. Prep Spotlight, Sports Station, WNSP. Welcome back to our Prep Spotlight WNSP. We do it every week at this time. Great to have you along. And talking high school sports, we talk about, gosh, fall sports, spring, throughout the winter. I mean, we got it all covered on WNSP. And uh, baseball pose, we're going to keep you posted with the softball. And notice Mobile Christian on the baseball side, ranked number two in Class 5A. Bayside Academy ranked number two in Class 4A. On the uh, baseball side, we'll get into more of the rankings first. Brian, let's turn our attention. By the way, Bayshore Christian, didn't they win a state championship last year? I think they did. Yeah. Yeah. Nine and three, number two in class 2A, so they're off to a strong start. Brian, let's turn our attention now to soccer, which is hot and heavy right now on the coast. Yeah, we uh, you know, the polls came out this past week, and in 7A, uh, Daphne is ranked number six, coming off a state championship last year. And so we wanted to reach out to head coach Heath Burt from the Daphne Trojans. Coach, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Well, Coach, we're excited to have you. And one of the things that you and I were talking about a little bit in our exchange is uh, one of the hardest things to do is is win a state championship and then come back the next year and and, and perform at that same level with those expectations. But r- but right now your team's really responding well, and you got to be proud of them. Uh, they are, yeah. And of course, I'm an Alabama fan, Coach Saban. I've heard him say it. He has to say it a lot because he wins so many national championships. But yeah, and other we've got other state champion coaches at our school and that's what they told me the next year's going to be tough and you know they were right it's, it's easily go to state title to entitled a bit so we've kind of had to work with that this year but the boys are responding they're handling it well we're unbeaten in area play nine two and two we're in a good spot right now yes well, and it's funny because when you sent me the notes, I also forwarded them over to Pigskin, and the first thing he looked up to me and said, man, they're, they're not only good, they're, they're a pretty academically strong team as well. And, I, and, you know, we have a lot of coaches that we talk to about stuff, and, and folks are so proud of what their kids accomplish on the field. But you've got a group that's, uh, that's not only doing it on the field, they're also doing it in the classroom as well. We, we do, and, and that's been consistent. You know, I've been here four years at Daphne. It's been consistent all the way through. We're, we're generally, you know, can't say this year yet, it's not over, but usually the highest GPA of all the athletic programs at the school. 
And we have an IB program, lucky enough, at Fairhope. Uh, real difficult uh, program. And we have, you know, three players. We always have three or four players in IB. Uh, and we got three players in the 30-plus ACT club. We make sure we put all this stuff out on social media as well as the games, you know, because they are student-athletes. And we're proud of them. A lot of scholarships, two presidential. I mean, one to Auburn, one to Bama, full rides. These kids, are, are they're smart, and they love the game of soccer. Oh, that's great, Coach. And, and one player that, that really sticks out, that Noah Miller, young man that's, that's had a really nice career, is going, like you said, to play at the University of Mobile. And you really think that he has a future beyond the University of Mobile as well. Tell us a little bit about that young man. Yes, certainly. I mean, he's known around the state. Uh, you know, the only player I've ever seen to make the, around this area and probably not many from the state, if any, to make the national Olympic development training team, uh, that that's just kind of unheard of, very difficult. So that gets, you know, everybody notices that around the country. Uh, all, you know, he's been all state, a starter on varsity since ninth grade. Uh, right, just phenomenal player. Unbelievable, just does things on the field I've never seen a player do. Uh, yes, so University of Mobile, one of the best, you know, teams, lucky enough for us in the nation with national championships. He's got a full ride there. He'll play there. And most guys, you know, watch him play go, yeah, he, he stays on the right track. He will be a pro player. The ball just sticks to his feet. It's kind of uncanny. Uh, but fun to watch. And so this is his last year with us. And, yeah, we he's a big part of the team. We got Heath Burt, the coach over at Soccer or Baker High School. Coach Brian and I were talking before you got on about the 9-2 and two record couple ties there yeah. but the two losses i mean you're going out of state here the top teams in oklahoma tennessee is who you lost to do you have a, do you have a hard time finding teams locally that you have to go outside the uh state or you just like doing that on that schedule we like doing it we've been doing it since i think 2016 a trip to gatlinburg with our varsity team it is an elite tournament we we won it last year uh, this year we dropped a coup, yeah, but we were in the top level of that tournament and played state championship teams. A couple of them got us, but, you know, we're up there to have fun, too. We try to have a balance on that trip. Thanks to our great booster club that can, like, raise the money to get us. You can imagine bringing 25 players to Gatlinburg and back. It's expensive, but it's great for team bonding. So, and we see some great teams. And you come, you learn things. You know, we need it this year, like I mentioned earlier. We needed a little humility, maybe, and we got some of that. We realized, yeah, there's a lot of great teams out there, and we got to work harder. So it's a fun trip and instructional trip, and, man, I mean, not many schools are able to make that trip and pull that off, but we do it every year. So we're going to continue to do that, and we'll play anybody. You know, a lot of the northern teams in the state we'd like to play during the season, but it's pretty difficult. Uh, Birmingham, Huntsville, great teams, Auburn, you know, but – but we usually see them in the final four in the playoffs, so we'll get there hopefully again this year. We're on a good track for it. I hope you had a chance to take the team out. I, I went to Gatlinburg not too long ago. Absolutely gorgeous up there. Do you have a chance to take the team and enjoy some of those sights? Oh, definitely. That's what we do with a mix of fun. Yeah, we want to go in. We want to play hard, but we want the team. That, it's kind of a, a – Sort of a, hey, this is what you get. It's one thing you get to do as a team to have a great time. We went to the Anakista, that big amusement park. 
We go through Gatlinburg. We, we do it all. We, we stay busy. Might be one of the reasons we weren't successful. Uh, we, we're in an amusement park all day, and we ate all day. And then we go play, you know. But we, but we do try to get the balance. We want them to have fun up there, and they do. And it's a big annual trip for us, and we're fortunate to be able to do it. We're talking a little uh, Daphne Boys soccer here with head coach Heath Burke. Coach, you know, it's one of the things we talk about to other coaches about, especially at the beginning of a football season or something like that, where they're, they want to get on the road and travel a little bit so that when it does become playoff time or, you know, like you said, Final Four and we're having to pack up and travel, it's not something foreign to them. Is that kind of one of the concepts that you put together? Hey, let's go play some of the best talent, and then we're used to making those long road trips and getting ready to play games. Yes, let's get out of our own stadium because you're not going to be playing there maybe the first round of the playoffs. You're going to be got a, a different field. So it's good for us, everybody, good practice. you got to have everything packed. Everybody, we gotta, We're like a traveling circus on those. I mean, you feel like it with all the equipment, everything you're bringing. And we've really got that down, but really organized because we do it every year. So when we got to go to Huntsville, uh, we're ready for the trip. We uh, A little more business now when we get there, right? We're not going to the amusement parks much up there but but we're ready as a team to do it and i can tell you the bus ride to gatlinburg and back is one of the funnest parts for the boys as well so you know we're on a good bus we're on a charter bus so we, we usually have a good time all the way around Very and nice. we learned something so how yeah. many how many nights do you get to stay up there uh we stayed let's see thursday three nights and then uh, nice. come back saturday so yeah we it's a we're out of school a bit and and into the weekend and uh, this year is a little different. Our bus broke down the way back. We had to get another charter come pick us up. So we had an extra eight hours in Gatlinburg. But, hey, snow on the mountains. You're, you're playing up there, and the mountains are the backdrop. It's, it's unbelievable for all the kids. And, and it's just, it's just we're, we're going to keep going as long as we can. There you go. It just adds to the memories there, right, Coach? So let's, <laughs> no, let's talk so, about what the next couple of weeks, what's that hold for you, and then, and then when regionals come up and, and, and playoffs. About 30 seconds, Coach. Well, yeah, we've been fortunate to beat our rivals. You know, we play everybody twice, so we've beaten Fairhope. We've beaten Davidson, you know, perennial power over there in Mobile. Uh, so we also beat Spanish Fort. So we're on the right track. We're 4-0 in our area. We're getting it done, but we got to play them all again, right? So we, we've got to be tight, and teams are getting better in the area. I mean, Robertsdale's been on the high. We're, Theodore's a lot better. We play them tomorrow night. It's not an area game, but it's a game, you know, we want to win and we want to play well, and they're 10-0-2. and 0 -2. So, hey, Theodore's coming on. I, I really like it that we're seeing more teams down South Alabama coming up, playing better ball, and uh, we're, we're just looking forward to it. We got Fairhope again. That's our biggest rival in our area. So we, we got to get it done again against them at their stadium. Well, so Coach, that's what we're looking at at the future. Well, good. We wish you the best of luck. Stick around for Stacey Luker. Right after this break, Sports Radio 105.5. On the Dew Sleepers Radio Show, right here on WNSP, where I bring you the best. Welcome back to the Prep Spotlight on WNSP, your source for high school sports. Now it's time to keep up with the Joneses as we take a look at some of our former Mobile and Baldwin County athletes who are now making the spotlight on the next level. Brought to you by Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Now, back to Brian Gennard and Pigskin Beef. Okay, welcome back. Again, great to have uh, all of our guests. A couple seconds, Stacy Luker, Cottage Hill, is going to join us. And uh, great to have Heath Burt, 
over at Daphne High School, a top 10 boys soccer team. And Coach Burt there, four years, doing a great job. Fairhope, watch out. They're a top 10 team. Also in the 7A pose in soccer. And, Brian, we're going to get to more polls and all kinds of good stuff. But keeping up with the Joneses, who jumped out this week? Yeah, you know, we're talking about Final Four. Let's talk a little Division II Final Four. A former uh, LaFleur alumni, Terrence McCutcheon, he is now the head women's basketball coach at Katawaba College. Katawaba. That is in North Carolina. Right. He led his team to their first ever Final Four. Unfortunately, uh, they got knocked out, but uh, most wins in uh, program history. First time they've been the regional finals, first time they've been the Elite Eight, the first time they've been in the Final Four, and he also matched the program's longest ho- or, uh, winning streak at 20 games this year. So Terrence McCutcheon getting it done on the coaching level, former LaFleur Rattler. Excellent. Good stuff there. Brian, I don't know if you saw today the Alabama had their pro day. I believe they had 15 NFL teams looking at players. And, you know, we we know the prominent players, Bryce Young and all the others that are going to be going high in the draft. But a player from down here that was participating this week in pro day, and he is in his early 30s, DJ Fluker. Remember him at Foley? Went to Alabama? Uh, he yeah. still wants to get in the NFL. He's, he's been in the NFL, but looking to get right back in there. He's 32 years old. And uh, Michael Bronner, did you see photos of DJ Fluker today? Yeah, he, he looks like he's still in shape. We'll see if uh, he does. We'll see if a team gives him a shot. I, mean, I think he looked like he was in better back. shape than he's ever been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, still in shape probably isn't even uh, – isn't the right term there so yeah uh in, in phenomenal shape is, is probably more appropriate yeah so uh hopefully we'll have some uh good results for that and these these pro days that's boy they gotten a lot of attention brian auburn had theirs alabama and some great players trying to move it up cam newton uh tr- trying to get back on the nfl squad so you know ne- you never know what's going to come out of it and uh who do you think is gonna be the top pick in the draft, do you think Bryce is going to get in? I, I would be, would not be surprised at all if if he is. I mean, and, and it seems like he would be, but but we kind of see. And I mean, and boy, I mean, you got to see AJ McCarron. He's, I would think somebody's going to pick him up. At least it's a backup with what he's been doing. And then I saw that um, uh, that we had some other local players that have have been working out and 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 have had some. Uh, Cephas Johnson had a supposedly a really good pro day over um, at South as well. So. You know, it's going to be fun to watch the draft this year and see how many Mogul kids we get we get taken. Yep. How, when is the draft? What, what time of the year is the draft? Is that er, April? Early April? It's usually late. April Is it late or mid-April? May. Somewhere in there. Maybe I'll in May. look it up. Hey, uh, Michael Bronner, we got Stacy Luker jumping on with us. He's on. He's ready to go. Yes, he's right. Hey, Coach Luker, how are you? I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing good. Stacy Luker joining us, the new – Coach at Cottage Hill, and Coach, I know I spoke to you earlier this week, and we're honored to have you on the coast, but talk to us about how this job came up at Cottage Hill and uh, what you're doing these days. Uh, are you already down here on the coast? I am. I came down today, spent some time. I won't be official, uh, officially down there until April 3rd, just two or three days a week, just finish the year out. But, uh, yeah, man, Coach Brazil called me uh, about the job when Coach Paris retired, and of course, you know, a couple of conversations and a meeting later, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, man, we're, we're excited. So, when, when you know, when you step down, you know, 
did did you know that you wanted to get back in Alabama coaching, or did that phone call just make you just you know? Re- talk to us about your thoughts there. I really, I really wasn't one hundred percent sure. Uh, I actually had about seven or eight other phone calls about different jobs. Uh, didn't look at any of them real serious. I wasn't sure about the direction I wanted to go, but uh, you know, Coach Brazil when he called, it sort of again sort of caught my attention. Just the job and and. Uh, the potential was there, and uh, anyway, it, it caught my interest. And, and again, man, when we met and listened to what, some things that him and Coach Thomas had to say, I, I thought that you know that I, I was a pretty good fit. And uh, so, which that remains to be seen. But I do, th- <laughs> but, but I do think it's a good place, and I do think it's a, a place with a lot of potential. All right. So the last six years at Clark County, we know there was a dozen years you spent at Sweetwater. You've had a chance to get the, the, the feel of Cottage Hill. Tell us maybe what separates Cottage Hill from where you've been so far. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard to tell. I mean, I mean, really, this early, um, I think potentially there, there could be more resources at a place like Cottage Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, a lot of it remains to be seen. Uh, again. I think it's just this this stage of my career and sort of where I'm at uh, as to why it caught my attention and uh, really hard to explain, man. I, I just think sort of God just sort of put the thing in my way, you know, and and sort of worked it out to where I could be there. Hey, Coach, this is Brian Gennard, and uh, happy to have you here on the coast. And as I was kind of doing some research and looking at some stuff, it's rare you get an opportunity to, to win a state title as a player and then go back and win one as a coach. That's got to be pretty special for you. I mean, where does that rank and kind of, you know, uh, the the level of fun is, you know, as you get to do both at, at your alma mater? Uh, yeah, you, you know, I came to Sweetwater as a player at a really good time uh, where really the run of championships were beginning and was able to, you know, be in the thing. And then I think I was on three in baseball as a player. And uh, Coach Atkins just sort of had that – that bar was raised, man, and, and the expectations were there. So um, coming back as a head coach and being able to do it there and uh, really having the run of success that we had there, just a lot of good players, man. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good players through those years. I uh, was able to win uh, some with my boys. You know, all of my boys had at least three championship rings. Well, I don't have four. So I, I was, you know, we were part of a lot of them together, and that was always real neat. You know to do that. So some just some really good memories um, at Sweetwater, man, and um, just again, just a place I love, a place I'm still very fond of. Well, Coach, and the other thing that kind of stuck out to me as well uh, in 2007, you outscored opponents 712 to 133. <laughs> so then I guess my question is, what, what's more important, offense or defense? But when you have a 600 point swing, does it matter? <laughs> you know, from 2006. The, the 2008 season, it, it, it didn't matter, man. I just made sure we got through the week and got to the bus. <laughs> you know, if you got them jokers to 7 o'clock on Friday night, you're usually in pretty good shape. So I don't think we lost two games in those three years. Had a 36-game winning streak. Uh, but you talk about just scoring a lot of points. What I remember about those teams, and, and really all great teams, I think, have this quality. Um, you know, we did play great defense, and we set our offense up a lot of times on short fields, you know, with turnovers and big stops. And uh, we really just 
really just dominate people defensively, and that helped us offensively. So I think we were so good offensively, people overlooked just how great we were on defense. And, uh, and if you look, we didn't give up many points, I don't think, for a couple of years, uh, especially in the playoffs. We got Stacy Luker, the new coach over at Cottage Hill. Coach, I know Brian and I were just talking about these stats and numbers. 27 years as a head coach, and I, I guess I would think somehow deep inside to think this fall you wouldn't be with a position uh, that would be kind of scary after 27 years. And this, when it came available for Cottage Hill, I was wondering how antsy you were to take that job. But I mean, that's a long time to have to step away and not see these Friday nights of high school football. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it would have been tough sitting sitting out. I think I was prepared to, uh, you know, sit out a year and sort of catch my breath. And uh, you know, it's just it's so big a part of our family. Uh, it's in our blood. My wife, bless her soul, has been following me around for all these years and being at these games. And uh, two of our three boys coach. So you know, that's we're very involved with that. And. Uh, you know, it's just it's sort of a family business, man, and, and again, it's just in our blood, and it's what we love, and uh, nothing better than high school football, man, especially in the state of Alabama, just just very special. Yeah, and I know you said you have kids coaching. You sound like you're at a ball game right now. Are you watching grandkids playing? <laughs> I actually am at a baseball game watching. I sure am. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you have younger grandkids playing, Coach, or is this a family that you're watching? Um, uh, I have some family I'm watching. Okay. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I, I do have about six of them that are playing in little league baseball right now. So. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> well, hey, coach, as you get down here and you kind of get things rolling, will you have time to? Will you guys go the spring, or will you add those extra days on in the summer, or, or at you know at the beginning of camp next year? How, what's your plans there? We're going to add the extra days. Uh, we're going to try to do some stuff, maybe some meetings and some installs and do stuff uh, before school gets out. But we got so many kids involved in baseball and soccer and tennis and, man, you name it. If you name the spring sport, we got kids involved in it. And uh, so I, I'm going to wait. I've never done it before like this. The, the old school in me likes spring training. But uh, I think – I think it's going to be best uh, that we do it this way because, you know, you can do so much during the summer. And uh, so we'll, we'll play catch-up during the summer and, and get out there a week early uh, in August. Very good. Finally, Coach, before we wrap it up, I know that you mentioned you and your wife are now here on the coast. Have you settled in yet? Are you Have you moved down this way, or is that coming up soon? We are in the process of, yes, it's coming up soon. We're sort of looking, so if you got a free house I can live in, man, in a good neighborhood, let me know. All right. We have the real estate looking. We'll get our realtors out there looking for you, Coach. <laughs> All right. Hey, man, congratulations. We got some uh, – I, I know you've been following high school football for a long time, and these teams down here on the coast, Coach, they just seem to get better and better. The coaching seems to get better and better. It's going to be fun this fall, I got a feeling. Oh, uh, no doubt, man. I, I think, you know, well, I don't think I know. Mobile's a hotbed, hotbed for high school football, for players, uh, some great coaches there, some great teams, uh, you know, and, I, and I'm I'm tickled to be a part of it, man, and, and, and to try my hand at it, you know. And, uh, you know, it's going to be fun, man. It's, it's going to be fun uh, to see some of the people that, that we'll see every Friday night. Well, thanks for breaking away, Coach, for the uh... – game you're at right now but thanks for taking a little time with us we'll catch up closer to the fall all right 
That was great, man. Thank y'all. All right. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. That's a, a new coach for Cottage Hill. And, Brian, we've got, I guess, Murphy. They're still looking for a, a head coach. And, I'm, you know, we were talking about this last week. You weren't here, but Corey and Scott and I were just talking about the timeline. Uh, you know, it's kind of like you you worry a little bit. Murphy needs to get this thing going because spring football is here, and you'll get behind the eight ball before you know it. Well, I, I felt like they were that way last year because you know that that hire was so late last With year. McKenzie, as well. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it seemed like they, uh, you know, were kind of rushing to get things together for the spring. And and, and you know, and, and when you talk to Coach Luker, you look at schools like that where you have so many kids playing baseball and soccer and doing other stuff. It kind of makes sense to add that week. But with a team like Murphy. Uh, I, I think that, that time in the spring is invaluable, and, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of let that play out in the next couple of weeks. I've been, Brian, just looking at the coaches that's, you know, we've, we've seen coaching changes this year. I believe you you said a couple of weeks ago about we're up to eight, maybe seven or eight coaching changes. Last year or the year before we had 13, and there's 33 teams down here on the coast. But I think when you start looking at David Faulkner, the new coach down here and some of the new hires we've seen this year in the coaching changes with uh, um, Barrett Trotter, the former Auburn quarterback, now coach down here. And now we see that uh, Theodore is bringing back a coach we knew at Steve Mask at St. Paul's for a number of years. So some coaches are, are coming down here. They're really good on the resume. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the jobs down here just – they're not – they're kind of few and far between, but the big names step up for them. And, and it's fun every week. Uh, to, to go and see some of these guys that, that we got. I mean, you look at Hudspeth and, and Philip Rivers coming in the last couple of years, and, and I think that, that Coach Luker just adds to that. I mean, looking at those numbers of what they did at Sweetwater were crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, 730 points against 100. He only gave up 101 points in 15 games. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. He won a state championship at Clark County. He, yeah. He, he finds a way to get winners. He All right. really does. We'll come back. One more segment. Prep Spotlight, Sports Station, WNSP. Hey, it's Nick with the opening kickoff in the double team, and I've got a new way for you to stay updated on all your favorite sports and teams. The Sound of Mobile is launching WNSP Now, our new online podcast platform. With WNSP Now, you'll have access to all your favorite WNSP shows on demand. We're also excited to introduce our new online exclusive shows on the NBA, NFL, and MLB. So don't miss out. Search for WNSP Now on your favorite podcasting platform and start listening to all the new programming WNSP is excited to offer. That's right. It's time to vote for all your favorite bars, restaurants, musicians, doctors, artists, media folks, and just about everything else in Laniap's 21st Annual Reader's Choice Award. Just head over to VoteNappies.com to get started. Once again, we'll have two phases in the competition. Open voting takes place through April 2nd in the nomination period. Then on May 3rd, we'll reveal the finalists in each category, and you can vote to help us decide the best of the best in such exciting categories as Best Local Restaurant, Best Hoo-Ha Dog, or the Bay Area's most adorable dog, or exciting new categories like Best Turkey Neck Eraser, or Mobile Bay's most awesome octogenarian. Thanks, Sonny! Remember, your favorites must make it to the finals to win, so be sure to go to votenappies.com during the nomination period. You can vote once per day per category. Also in this issue, you'll find the news, commentary, and reviews you've come to expect from Alabama's largest weekly newspaper. So pick up a Lanyap today or subscribe online at lanyapmobile.com and help keep Mobile Bay funky. 
For 55 years, homeowners across the Alabama Gulf Coast have trusted Bachelor's Service with their HVAC systems. Keep your HVAC running its best with their $79 tune-up special. Or better yet, a value-priced energy savings agreement for year-round peace of mind. Time for a new system? Bachelor's offers Daikin Fit, the industry's leading tech for AC and heat pumps, available with a $1,000 instant rebate. Bachelor's is service worth remembering. For HVAC generators and plumbing repair, go to bachelorservice.com. Certification 17070. We all want to become better versions of ourselves. No one should remain where they are because of missed opportunities and unrealized dreams. At Faulkner University, we believe your dreams don't have an expiration date. We understand that you're looking for more than a degree. You want to thrive in your career. As a Christian university, we're here to help you accomplish your goals. We want you to succeed. Learn more at faulkner.edu. Just click on Mobile or visit our campus on Airport Boulevard. Saturday, April 1st, the Mobile Challenge of Champions Track Meet presented by the Mobile Sports Authority returns to St. Paul's Episcopal School's E.E. Delaney Stadium. The nation's top high school track and field stars return to Mobile for the 30th annual Mobile Challenge of Champions, designated as one of the top prep track and field meets in the country. Field events begin at 11 a.m. Running events begin at noon. Presented by the Mobile Sports Authority and supported by Mobile County, the National Scholastic Sports Foundation, and Quality Inn and Suites I-65. The Mobile Challenge of Champions, April 1st. All right, final segment, Prep Spotlight, WNSP. Big thanks to Stacey Luker, uh, the new coach at Cottage Hill, joining us. And, Brian, we talked soccer. We talked a little softball. We'll give a, maybe a couple of rankings of some of the girls' softball teams doing well. And uh, just you and I were talking about during the, the break some crazy numbers, and you were given some with Stacy Luker and especially some of his past teams. He had at Sweetwater, and, I mean, you could even tell when you were talking to him, he, he knew how good they were, and they could have scored a lot more, but those numbers were staggering. Going back and looking at some of the ones he had about 15 years ago. Yeah, they really are. I mean, if you look at his career, I mean, in 27 years, he's won 232 games. He's only lost 102. He is His teams have outscored their opponents 10,652 points to 5,229. And the biggest discrepancy was in 2008 at Sweetwater. He scored 730 points, opponents 101. And that's 15 games. So, I mean, about I'm 10,000 no, points. Yeah. Yeah, football. And, I, and I'm no I'm no mathematician, but if you divide 101 by 15, uh, that's less than 10 points a game. <laughs> that's yeah. what about seven eight points a game, and you're averaging a, yeah. about 30 40. I mean, seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just nuts. And then I mean, 712 to 133. We asked him about that season, 495 to 105. I mean, just just the numbers are crazy, but. Yeah, what he's been able to accomplish in those 27 years of coaching. And, and, you know, you ask him a great question about just his family, and and he mentioned something about his wife. Boy, that's that's one of those things, too, uh, is I got to know Coach Collier over at um, – at Theodore High School before he took the job over at um, at South and and, and meet his wife, um, boy she used to tell me I, I don't I don't know how Eric does it on the sidelines but it's just as hard for us and probably harder because we have no control over it sitting up here watching these games on Friday nights. And I always think these I always think the wives because the mood you know is going to be 
one way or another. Right. I don't know how good you are, how bad you are. You want them to win on Friday nights because it kind of, I would think it sets the tone for a lot of weekends. Oh, it does. Yeah. Um, you know, I had an uncle that was a coach at Dallas County High School. It's and tough, Jimison. man. Yeah. And when, when I was a kid, I remember going to visit him. And, and usually his house was where we all gathered um, on Friday nights. And, and you remember those nights hoping that they won, not only just because you were rooting for them, but boy, Uncle Tommy was in a much better mood when he came home at about 11, 1130 <laughs> <laughs> when they won than when they, when they lost those games. So, so I, I got to looking at stats because I know two coaches locally that have really good numbers. Steve Mask is coming back down. He spent, I want to say, 10 years at St. Paul's. And just and, and then I want to mention Terry Curtis at UMS Wright. Two coaches have staggering numbers. Steve Mask in his four state championships, talking about points scored in his ten years there, Brian. Uh, he won 110, lost 25, and and this is against some good region teams. St. Paul's had to face. He outscored these opponents 4,087. His teams did to 1,956. So that's almost it's more than double on an average of points scored in that many games, 135 games. But what really jumped out to me is what Terry Curtis and Steve Mask did in postseason time. Terry Curtis is one of the best all-time in the state. But even Steve Mask here, 29-6, and six, Brian, during his uh, playoff games, which is incredible. And then 56-10 and 10 of the region, that's, that's, pretty good, that's a pretty good stat. Yeah, it really is. And, I mean, you look at – I remember the last few years you had some uh, – you had some defenses from UMS Wright that that were giving up less than ten points a game, um, and, and you know when when you're only giving up about seven or eight, it, you know you, you don't you're not asking a whole lot from your offense, right? Right. But uh, it's amazing when you start looking at some of these teams and how well that defensive side of the ball has performed, not only in the regular season, but as you said, even more astounding in the postseason when the when the competition gets even that much better. I love to put Bronner on the spot. Michael Bronner, I'm going to give you a trivia question. You ready? And there, there's no right or wrong answer. I mean, you just, you're just just going to make a, a guess well, at this. That's not much of a trivia question, then, if there's no right or wrong answer, is it? Well, there's a wrong answer. Okay. But well. don't worry about giving it too wrong. <laughs> because it's, you don't know what this, you have no idea what this number is. <laughs> the best lead in for a trivia question I've ever heard. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> so, I'm Terry playing? Curtis, yeah. all right, he's been coaching down here 25 years, right? Yes. Coming up on 25. So he has a region record. He, he's played 156. You don't have time to look this up. 156 region games with the Bulldogs. Yes. All right, 156. How many do you think he's won? Out of the if 156 region games. Yes. In the, regu seems, in the regular like season. You just wanted to give a, a stat. I just want to give a stat. And, 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 I want you to guess, though, because I don't. And you may guess right on the number. I don't know. Uh, well, it, it's got to be a ridiculous number based on the fact that you're putting me on the spot here. So I'm going to go with 142 out of 100. That's funny. I was thinking 143 is where I was. Are y'all kidding me? You know what it was? What? What? 143. Oh! <laughs> How about that? Good on you, Brian. Brian, did you look it up? I did not, but I should wow. win. So, I mean, I, have, I am so bad in every pool I'm in. Please, <laughs> That's a great guess, Barna. I'm going to put you, you on the spot and you got well, that. Well, the way you said it, and it was so oh. funny because I, I start thinking in my head, so that many games, that many years, you know, there's a lot of years that I remember them kind of running the table, so maybe losing one here or there. You know, just so yeah. She yeah. applied some logic there. And I, by the way, Brian can say he was get thinking 143, but <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't say 142, he wouldn't say. He was too scared. What about he went one above? He's gonna say, ah, oh, you know, 125. I'm shocked maybe. when you said 142. I'm like, dude, you're one away. 
And and then then you say 143, Brian. That's 143 and 13. That's staggering to me. That is unbelievable. That, that is. And then it's you want, you want one more yes, and then we'll be done with. He has he has 90 playoff games, Bronner. And yeah, get playoffs is much harder, right, yes. Bronner? How many playoff games of the 90 has he won? Uh, His team's won. Huh? Of of the not well, uh, I, I'm gonna go 75. <laughs> Brian, it's 74. There you go. <laughs> I'm already I'm already getting text messages I, from friends telling me there's no way I guessed that. I need to go buy a lottery up. ticket. <laughs> I should let you guess that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bronner. You you go. Uh, we need some tips from you. <laughs> Not bad, huh? That's a pretty good stats there. Yeah. All right, Brian. Wow, that's some good numbers. All right, so what's next week, Brian? Any big stuff coming up? Yeah, we'll talk a little more softball and baseball. We've got some, like you said, some teams that are ranked really high in, in both sports, and uh, and then we'll we'll find somebody to talk a little more spring football too as well, and hopefully uh, talk about how bad or maybe all three of our teams will be in the final four. Who knows? I know. <laughs> maybe Michael Bronner will be going to the final four. There you go. All right. Good luck, Michael. All right. We'll come back next week. Have a great week. See you next time, Brett Spotlight.